This is Will Fuller, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man. And uh, if you missed yesterday's podcast with our buddy the Siege at the Siege DFS, uh, make sure that you go and uh, download that on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen. I know a lot of you guys just watch this on YouTube where we're streaming right now, but unable to get that one up uh on YouTube, but it's definitely on the podcast feed. You can listen on rosterwatch.com or anywhere else. Siege, trash man, as usual, Siege was absolutely breathing fire yesterday. Do you want to hear some of the, some, just, just, just some of the takes? Well, I know, I know he's, I know he's all in on uh, Jared Stidham. All in, all in. Um, he I talked Jay- about him on my last, on my last, um, um, my second to the last. Uh, he, he said that, he said that crap. James, he said that James White is the skeleton key to winning uh, your fantasy league in 2020. I can't okay. even. I can't even. I can't even recite the. T- I think probably the one that was the hottest was his just complete uh, advocacy for taking Miles Sanders over Ezekiel Elliott in in in, in 2020 redraft. Where does the siege live? Live. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't live. He doesn't live in Philly. I think he lives he in St. Louis nowadays. No, he lives in okay. St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I like Miles Sanders this season. But could you ever get? Could you ever take him over? He just, he just, he, he, he just said oh, last year Ezekiel Elliott only had seventy-one targets. I said, no, that's awesome. Seventy-one <laughs> targets only, only, on, top, on top of the on top of the on top of the you know just the epic groundwork he's going to get. And Seeds just thinks that it's going to be the Tony Pollard show. Thinks Tony Pollard starts to fight in this year. Just okay. very, very, very cockamamie. Um, <laughs> our boy Michael Yeager in the ten. I, I want to play. I want to play in some Siege leagues with the Siege. Then, uh, I, yeah. if he's going to let, me, if he's going to take Miles Sanders over Zeke, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pick right behind him. So make sure and listen back to that pod if you get the chance. Uh, I'm going to share the screen here and do a quick simulation using version two point five of the uh, rosterwatch.com epic magical cheat sheet. This one's picking from the eight hole. Um, I don't have 2.5 up yet on the site, but I will be getting it up at some point today after we get the podcast done. Um, the tests have been looking really good for this one. This is from the eight hole. Again, it's a 12 team league PPR uh, snake draft. And so let's just see what happens here. Derek Henry on this team. He hasn't been falling to eight very often trash, man. So I definitely enjoy getting him here and, I think I'm going to like this start that I get off to with Derrick Henry and Austin well, he's a Eckler. Particu- he's a particularly safe running back. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We get to uh, 
Get to so we get to Odell Beckham. We'll see here. Maybe we get a couple of wide receivers here at this turn. Yeah, we we do, which I love. So starting out with a nice, well-rounded, uh, well-rounded first couple. Byron and I did some restructuring to make it a little bit more well-rounded and less running back heavy. Right I here, I like the, the running top. back heavy. I like running well, back heavy. Well, we're about to get another running back here in Jonathan Taylor, and I've noticed that I'm getting him more and more often. Trash man. And I'm not sure how much I really like it. Speaking of Miles Sanders, it sort of reminds me of maybe that's going to be the track that Jonathan Taylor takes this year is, Jonathan, is Miles so Sanders. So you're off of Jonathan Taylor now. You were so no, hot on no, him. Not in Dynasty. Not in Dynasty. But I just – I worry a little bit. Yeah, I mean I was low on him. And I worry a little bit like the market's kind of come to me on it, and that could be something that I need to address. Another guy I don't like really taking here is, is uh, David Montgomery, but – as you're running back four, it would seem to make a lot of sense. And see, Trash Man, as things go along here, we're staying fairly running back heavy because Kareem Hunt, we're going to get him here in the, what, the seventh? It was just the, yeah, pick 7.08. And hopefully the wide receivers will, yes, we'll get Darius Slayton here. So getting, getting those wide receivers early was actually helpful. It, it, it makes this team a lot more well-rounded. It uh, looks like Emmanuel Sanders is going to be around here. So we'll continue to backfill these uh, deeper wide receivers. And we'll get another one here in C.D. Lamb, who I got an argument with Siege about yesterday saying that he's better than Amari Cooper. Do you agree that that, uh, that C.D. Lamb is already better than Amari Cooper the, the minute he steps in the building? <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a strong argument for it. I, th- I, think, he's, I think he's a better athlete. We're going to take Jared Cook here. Um, and then at wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson, who nobody's talking about, even though the, all, all the people in Philly just will c- keep talking about him. You know, this is absolutely. Well, Alshon Jeffrey is a big question mark now. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't ever think about Alshon Jeffrey. We have Anthony Miller and Robbie Anderson ranked back to back here. I wonder if I would, in this situation, whether I would just take Robbie just because I already have a Chicago Bear and David Montgomery, and I just can't see myself rostering more than one Chicago Bear. We, we usually don't mind you deviating from the sheet by one I guy. feel like if, if Nick Foles is the quarterback in Chicago, I think Anthony Miller is going to have a great year uh, well, out of the we'll slot. See if, we'll, see if that's a, uh, we'll see if that's a possibility or not. And we'll, for the final position here, we'll go with Joe Burrow. So here's how this team looks uh, using the cheat sheet, followed the rules even when I didn't want to there with Anthony Miller. Uh, picking from the eight hole in a 12-team league versus basically the ADPs from every site that you would play on uh, the best ball, um, the best ball data from best ball tens and FFPC. We have the team is the quarterback is Joe Burrow. The running backs are Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, and Kareem Hunt. The wide receivers are Odell Beckham, Calvin Ridley, Darius Slayton, Emmanuel Sanders, CeeDee Lamb, Deshaun Jackson, and Anthony Miller. The tight end is Jared Cook. Uh, if you follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch cheat sheet available now at rosterwatch.com. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch cheat sheet only at rosterwatch.com. Trash man, Adam mm. Thielen, what the hell do you think of this news? Um, I was looking on Roto World just a little bit earlier, and it was a. Um, it was a note mainly about, I believe it was, was Justin was, Jefferson. Was, was a note about Jefferson and talking about how, how he's going to play in the slot, um, which 
makes sense, you know, but with Stefan Diggs gone now, that means that Adam Thielen is going to be playing clearly, you know, a lot more outside. And I just I don't like Adam Thielen as much outside <laughs> as I do out of the slot. And if you just before we got on the podcast, I just went and looked at the numbers from 2018 versus 2019 um, in 28. So 2019, uh, Adam Thielen had 47, uh, 47 targets and his snap percentage out of the slot was 32%. So 32% snaps out of the slot. We look at 29th. We look at the 2019 season. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We, we look at the 2018 season, Adam Thielen, uh, 149 targets. He played 57.1% of his snaps out of the slot. It doesn't take much to remember that Adam Thielen was wide receiver seven in PPR leagues in 2018. He averaged 19.2 uh, fantasy points per game, buoyed by the fact that he was in that he was in the slot for almost what over half, or close to two thirds of his snaps uh, that season um, in 2019 when he was only there for less than one third of snaps uh, Adam Thielen you know if you look at just on the season now he was not healthy for the entire season and that could have something to do with it but eight less fantasy points per game in PPR last year I believe he was yeah at 11.4 fantasy points per game only 40 uh, only uh, 47 to 48 targets depending on uh, on where you're looking pro football focus has him at 47 it looks like Fantasy data has him at 48. Regardless, it's just a huge fall off from nearly 150 in 2018. And he just he wasn't in the slot as much. It's a big difference. 32 percent versus 57.1 percent of the time. What does this news mean for you about Adam Thielen? Because the fact of the matter is he's still the number one wide receiver there. He still should benefit from all of the vacated targets. Uh, yeah, that, I think that I think that mitigates. I think that mitigates, you know, him maybe not playing in the slot as much i mean he's going to be the who else does Kirk cousins who else does he feel safe with in that offense i mean is is he going to be going to bc johnson a preponderance at the time like i i just don't really see i i mean he's going to be looking for thielen regardless of whether he's playing out of the slot or not um okay so but does it worry that he's just not as good when he's when he when he's out wide He's not really a, he doesn't he's certainly doesn't look like a proper X wide receiver to me. He doesn't seem like a stretch Z type. Yeah. Well, either does Jefferson. Neither does Jefferson. That's why I thought that's why I, th- I mean, that's why I always thought I mean I I did mock Justin Jefferson to the Vikings in my mock draft, but as I when I was doing it, I was thinking to myself, why am I doing this? This doesn't seem right for them to, you know, this doesn't seem right for them to want to be drafting another slot. It seemed like they should have gone for the, for the, you know, for the Brandon yeah. Ayuk or the, you know, the Jalen Rager or, or, you know, well, Ruggs was, Ruggs was long gone. By well, he was gone, but I mean, but that would have been a good fit. Yeah. Uh Juan Treadwell, doesn't, does, Michael Yeager, doesn't Treadwell, doesn't he play for the Falcons now or am I getting that mixed up? Didn't, didn't show, I need, I need to look on, let me look on our lads real quick. Pretty sure. Let's see, Arlads, Vikings. Um, let's pull up. He's the in the Fal- He's a Falcon. He's a Falcon. Yeah. Tajay BC, Sharp. Tajay Sharp. BC, would be there. BC Johnson is listed as the third wide receiver Taja, in uh, Tajay Sharp is the Minnesota is, right is, now. Is the is the new Laquan Treadwell in Minnesota? You think so? I think BC Johnson what plays is, that. What trash me? What does that even mean? The new Laquan Treadwell <laughs> in Minnesota. <laughs> 
The guy um, that they put on the field but not really throw the ball to him that much. He plays a decoy. Hey, Ivan, I, I have a question I'm going to ask you. That like, no, Somebody asked me this yesterday, and it's a theoretical question. But it, are, are we going to have to start thinking about um, – the fact that like guys like Zeke Elliott, he's already had the 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 coronavirus. What do you mean? Like, well, I don't understand. If, if, if they do have a bunch of testing and stuff during the year, we have no idea how this is going to go, right? How how, how they're going to do it, the testing, like who, how long you sit out, if guys are out, what what it is. Uh-huh. The fact that Zeke's going to have it and already be done with it and have those Superman genes going into the season, does that make you more comfortable? Knowing that you're less likely to lose a week or two out of them, or whatever it could, whatever it could possibly be for fantasy football purposes, hey, we, we might are, have to are, start. Are, are we literally going to have to start considering that? I was like, shit. I mean, am I going in the, to the COVID, the COVID um, factor? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I guess you did see the news. Of, you know, for people who don't know, to down here where we live in Texas, seeing a seeing a slight little, I wouldn't call it a spike, but maybe a little bit of a simmer of this stuff going on. It's, it's, a, it's uh, a spike. The uh, the the uh, Houston it's a Texans. Mo- it's a Memorial Day spike. Memorial yeah. Day weekend spike. Well, whatever it is, whatever it is, it, uh, I've heard it referred to as a spike. I've heard it referred to in some circles as a as as a bit of a smoldering. Uh, regardless. Regardless, uh, it's just something interesting to keep in mind. There have been some Houston Texans, some Dallas Cowboys uh, that have that have that have come down with it. And I just I think it, I just thought it was a really interesting point that somebody brought up yesterday. It's like, are you like as a fantasy analyst, are you going to have to start thinking about that? And I guess at some point, whenever we know more, maybe. But uh, it's just wanted to wanted to get the trash man's trash man's take on that. Uh, what other yeah, NFL I mean, yeah, news? Yeah, that do definitely we have could here? be a factor. Uh, we have um, so oh yeah the other thing I want to talk to you about Kareem Hunt he's been going to oh, the yeah. virtual meetings uh, with the Browns wide receivers what do you think what do you what do you think this means it's uh, just uh, more bad news for Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I why do you hate Odell so much I don't I I I don't like his quarterback I don't like him in that offense. It's it's a conspiring of events <laughs> against Odell Beckham right now. I just oh yeah, I'm not, Odell I'm Beckham's going to come in and Odell Beckham's going to come in and remind everybody just how that he's still Odell Beckham. I hope I'm not so. Worried, I'm not worried about it, I man. I, dude, I was reading I was reading Jay Glazer's um, mailbag from the Athletic this morning, and that's always a great read for anybody that's like Glazer's. Um, if if you read between the lines with some of the stuff he says, you can you can pick up some good insights from it. But he was just like somebody asked him like the best athlete he's ever been around or anything like that. He's like, oh, it's 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 no question. It's Odell Beckham, you know, just in workouts, being around him, seeing we. I mean, Odell Beckham's Odell Beckham. Yeah, he's, sleep, well, maybe if you sleep on that guy too much, you're going to get hurt eventually. Maybe Kareem Hunt. Maybe it has something to do with um, Landry and his hip injury. Maybe maybe he's. Uh, Maybe they're a little bit worried about him being there for the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, we have some. Well, look at this. Look at this uh, comments. Michael Yeager saying Sharp can play a little more than Treadwell. It's it sucks in Arizona. We got some people <laughs> saying fake news. 
Arizona's the worst state right now. Hashtag te- very- te- I think Texas is Texas is the worst state, is what he was saying. I don't, I'm not. Or maybe I, I, I don't I know. For about that, uh, could, um, will Kareem Hunt have a dual position RB slash wide receiver <laughs> in fantasy? No, he'll be a he'll be well, a RB. That, that, that's just that's running by slash kicker. So you get take over the kicker job too. From, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Who's the OU kid that came in with ba- Baker, like Austin Cyphers or whatever his name is? Um, all right. Um, not really too much other news in those trash, man. Not that I really care about or care to get, get into. I figure we could just hop into your uh, safest running backs. As usual, this was a topic that I don't, I really don't give a shit about that was given to us <laughs> by our search engine optimization and, and marketing guy. Uh, so I don't even really know what safest running backs means. Would you like to give a primer on what that means? And um, okay, so what I did, I had like a, I used three, I guess, parameters when considering my safest running backs, and they were first, you know, you know, what did they do last year? Um, who is their backup? You know, is it somebody that could actually take their job if they were to miss a game or two? And their injury history. So I was considering those three things when talking about, you know, my safest running backs going into 2020. So the first of these, uh, I mean, can you guess it? I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. Christian McCaffrey. It's Christian McCaffrey. He's, he's never missed. He hasn't missed a game yet. Do you do you remember people were saying as a as a prospect that he wasn't going to be able to hold up? He wasn't going to be able to hold up between the tackles. People were literally fucking skewing David Gettleman for saying that he was one of the best between the tackles runners he'd ever seen in his entire career. People are like, "Are you kidding? You're going to expect him to do that at the NFL level?" And all that. <laughs> it's just McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey well, was un- unexpected. McCaffrey over the last no. Nah, He's a, he, dude, he's a he's a he's a tough kid, man. You get around him like that. That's it. Well, I mean, but when you think about when you think about other play, other other players with similar profiles, um, like who who is the closest player you think to Christian McCaffrey and his and his and just his player um, profile right now? Like Marshall who, Falk. Marshall. Oh, okay. I, I I mean I think Marshall Falk's. Is he is McCaffrey as big as Marshall Falk was? Yeah, close, close. Okay, similar enough. McCaffrey's swole, dude. Whenever you whenever you're next to McCaffrey, you realize that this isn't some twerp. Like, most people don't. Most people don't ever get next to Christian McCaffrey. He's hard to get close to. Hard, hard, hard to get a hand on. Can 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 you believe over the course of the last two seasons, Trash Man, that Christian McCaffrey's gotten you basically sixty percent of the fifty six point two five percent of the time? He's gotten you over twenty five points in your PPR league. Fifty six point two five percent of the time. Harkens back to when Ladainian Tomlinson was running the league. Do you do it? Harkens back to all the way back to twenty nineteen, whenever Kenyon Drake moved to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> It's true, but Kenny Drake actually isn't isn't one of my uh, safest running backs. No, he no, that I have right now. No, he's he, he has a ton of upside, but he he ain't safe, especially now that you're having to take him at the end of the first round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then my next safest running back. Well, oh, and I wanted to talk about Chris McCaffrey and just his backups. You, can you even name who his backups are off the top of your head? Yeah, uh, Reggie Bonifon. 
Um, Jordan Scarlett. That's all I can think of. Okay. Is, there's one more. Is, is Alex Armas still on the team? It's Mike Davis. <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> but like you say, like none of these guys are threats to Christian McCaffrey's workload. And even if McCaffrey was to go down, it, it would be a combination of those guys uh, taking the lead there. So Dude, it wouldn't Matt, be an issue with Chris Matt, McCaffrey Matt, coming back. Matt Rule has brought in Joe Brady, the architect of the best college offense I've ever seen in my entire life last year. One that made Clyde edwards Elaire into a first-round pick <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs, but just mainly because of his work in the receiving game. Yeah. McCaffrey is safe, safe, safe. I just – I mean, Byron is talking about how he thinks in, in the standard sheet that he's going to have um, Saquon Barkley at number one this this year, and was asking if I would even think about it in PPR. I was just like, absolutely not. So, what is, is he that, basing what is he basing that on? He, I, I think, I think he he he, hates he likes Teddy being Brady. a contrarian. No, uh, well, he he says people can listen back to that podcast. I think it was like number two forty eight or something. But um, you know, he had some solid points. I think, yeah, I mean. I, the one that was interesting to me was that he thinks that Teddy Bridgewater is a horrible screen game quarterback. He thinks that he thinks that um, that the volume will be, will be brought down this year, and he just thinks that what's been done around Saquon Barkley is going to help him immensely. He thinks Saquon Barkley is going to have a monster bounce back, and he'd rather be ahead of it. Fair enough. I'll have to look into that. I want to. I'll have to look and see what Teddy Bridgewater did with Alvin Kamara. We have a couple questions here. Um, uh, we have so Josh. People are asking about Josh Jacobs. Are you going to talk about him and whether or not he's? I don't think he's safe. Not he, he wasn't. He, he wasn't one of. My, he wasn't one of my safe. Whore is your guys. problem? Oh, I think this is probably the same. Whore is your problem from over on OB. Um, is DeAndre Swift now a threat to carry? <laughs> as as, as yes. soon as they call, as soon yeah. as they called his name, yeah, he was a threat as before they, they called his name. Before the commi- the commissioner even got the D <laughs> out of that, he just uh, the minute he said Dion, that that minute carry on was absolute toast. <laughs> yes, it's a giant threat. But do you know? But do you know what? It's dude. It's also it's also a. I mean, carry on Johnson's a threat to DeAndre Swift for fantasy. They're all threats. Yeah. To, I mean, Matt Patricia's a fucking threat to all these assholes. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kenny Galladay, although Kenny Galladay might be the safest wide receiver in the league. That's not true. That's not true at all. I don't know. I, 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 don't I know. think for the, for, the, for the price you league, pay as far as their league, ADPs. League, league leader in touchdowns last season with Matt Stafford only playing eight games. I Can would, you imagine would, if Matt Stafford plays a whole season with Kenny Galladay at this point? I would rather Galladay's as safe as they come. For their prices, I would rather have Marvin Jones. Just a whole no. lot later. No, no. So the hold on. Was Seriously? Really, yes. Well, hold on. Let's see. The we were looking at the um, looking at the the receipt the receiving. Hold on. The receiving touchdowns or to, what, are, what are we looking at there? He For really, who? Galladay really had a – I didn't know. I forgot he had 11 touchdowns on only 116 targets too. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's interesting. Um, Diggs, Diggs better or worse than Buffalo, trash man? Uh, hepatitis D asks. It's much the, – the answer is much worse. 
it's it's gonna be. I, no I don't think no, it's. I don't think it's gonna no be much worse. It's not gonna. Me. I don't think it's gonna be as good, but I don't think it's gonna be much worse. Uh, Samir Ahmad asks, "Are you lower on Miles Sanders now with the Brooks? He means Brandon Brooks, uh, key offensive line injury. Any lower on Miles Sanders? What do you think?" Miles Sanders can make his own. He can he can create his own yards. Uh, I I mean I think that. Miles Sanders is just such a fascinating topic, trash man, because, I mean, Siege was telling me that in these FFPC drafts, I have not seen it in any of the best balls I've done, but he's talking about in these FFPC drafts, Miles Sanders going at like number four, number five, and number six. That's how we got into the Miles Sanders versus Zeke talk, where he just – I mean, people are just seeing that he doesn't really, have, com- off, doesn't but, really but, have competition in the backfield. They didn't add anybody to the backfield yet. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. I think that somebody will get added though at some point. They've they've been fervently committed to a committee there under Peterson, um, and I just I, I look. He was at fifteen point eight something touches, fifteen point six, fifteen point eight touches per game last year. I think a modest bump up probably should be expected. Eighteen touches or something out of Miles Sanders. I I like it. Now is that something that you're going to be wanting to go to the? upper reaches of the first round to go up and acquire in some kind of contrarian fashion. I'm not sure that I am. I love Miles Sanders. I thought he was great. I I definitely think he's the Eagles answer in the NFC East to to Saquon Barkley. Those two players are a lot alike, not even considering the fact that they both came from the same school and the same system and they played very similar roles. I love Miles Sanders. I just, I I think that. I mean, if you're saying that Saquon Barkley is arguably the number one running back, in the look, Giants offense and the Eagles have a better offense than the Giants do. Look what Samir Ahmad is saying. I mean, Samir, dude, Doug, Doug Peterson used to say that Ryan fucking Matthews is ready for a full workload. <laughs> I, it does. It, it does. It does not matter what Doug Peterson says about, about the use of his, about the use of his running backs. You're going to, you're going to save yourself a, a lot of, a lot of misery and anger and cold nights in the shower, just cr- crying tears of pain. Just quit listening to Doug. Quit listening to what Doug Peterson says about how he's going to use his running backs. I'm telling you, Samir, you're, 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 you're going to be curled up in the shower. You're going to be crying. Predict your Odell's numbers this year. Well, there's one more question. Predict Odell's numbers this year after a disappointing 2019. Was his numbers just out for fantasy points per game or just his overall overall numbers? Say, uh, let's look. Twenty nineteen, so he had over a thousand yards, yeah. four touchdowns. He's gonna, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna catch. He's gonna catch a, a, a thousand yards and five touchdowns over. You he's know, gonna, just over a thousand yards. And he's five gonna catch. He's he's gonna catch twenty more balls. He's going to so it could be like ninety five catches. He'll go for ninety five. For 95 catches, that would be the third highest number of catches in his career. Yeah, he's going to have a big monster season. I He'll have as many catches. That. All right, let's say 90 then. 90. Um, between 90 and 95 catches. Between Five touchdowns. I, I, I should just get the projections pulled up. Just, Five I'll touchdowns. Um, I'll say between 1,100 and 1,300 yards, and I'll say – Think, think, think Austin Hooper being there hurts his touchdown upside? I'll say seven yes. touchdowns. He, that would be the most he's had in the past 
three years, four years. He's, he's Odell Beckham. He's key, he's Odell Beckham. He's coming into his prime. Okay. I'm, he may be coming into his prime, but Baker Mayfield, I, I don't I don't think he's the answer. I, I really don't. <sighs> Samir Ahmad is sad about having to cry, having those shower tears. <laughs> Uh, number of games. I, I like a cold shower. Have a beef. Wakes you yeah. up. Wakes you up. I don't know. Look, man. I I, I, I just I don't think I'm, I I don't think that they're going to be as dysfunctional this year. I think that the running game is going to get going this year, and I think that as counterintuitive as it seems with the with the Vikings being as run heavy as they were so last year. Do you think Kareem Hunt best, playing at the at, at the wide receiver position now this year is going to increase Odell Beckham's chances? Yeah. Of having a a a, a blow up year. I, yeah. I mean. Yes. How are you going to stop all these guys, trash man? How are you going to stop I'm them? Saying, all? I'm just saying. Maybe I'm just saying he's he's not going to have the amount of opportunity that you think he's going to. Why would you I not take go to Beckham at the three four turn in fantasy football in a PPR league, trash man? Why would you not do that every day that you possibly could? Because I could I take just, Jarvis it, it, Landry it five rounds later. Okay. Look, man. I'm not going to get into this whole thing with Jarvis versus Odell Beckham with you. It's a trashy discussion. <laughs> <laughs> safest running backs trashy but true okay uh zeke is my next safest running back he's he's safe. only missed well if you don't count the the season where you know he had the holdout he's only missed we only missed one game in 2018 only missed one in 2016 they- you don't. You don't have to tell people why Zeke is safe. He's, he probably is the, he plays the best touch floor from a rushing perspective in the whole league. Unless you're Siege, you think Tony Pollard's going to? Well, I was. I was going. I was going over this, those parameters I was talking about, though. Um, his his injury history, his history of missed games, his usage, and then his backup. His backup's Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard is decent. But we. Oh, no, you're going you're, you're, you're to set fantasy Twitter on fire by saying he's just decent. Everybody thinks that he's the second. He's the second coming to OJ Simpson. <laughs> I guess oh, I, I didn't mean to say like oh, I'm, I'm, the second I'm with coming that, of yeah, what the, that means. <laughs> the second coming of Walter Payton. Sorry, that's a that's a loaded that's a loaded statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after Come Zeke, <laughs> after Zeke, it's it's Joe Mixon. Safe, huh? Even you're not worried at all. He's going to hold out. Joe Mixon. That was something Siege talked about yesterday. He's a sneaky kind of holdout risk no i'm not i'm not i'm not afraid of joe mixon holding out all right tell it who who else do they have to pay there what who else do they have to pay there um well it, i i'm just i'm talking about joe mixon wants to get paid joe joe, joe mixon wants to get paid right the, I'm, and I'm saying the Bengals have money, and I think they're willing to spend it. The Bengals – hold on. Did, hold on. Did you just say something that I've never heard in the same sentence? Bengals, money, and willing to spend? Never yeah. heard those things. Never never heard those things all put together strong, – <laughs> strong, strong together in one same sentence. It's like <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, I look. I I like mixing too. I'm getting him in a ton of these drafts. I just I was just wondering if you took that into consideration. I'm, I think that kind of makes him makes him a. Uh, a little bit uh rookie quarterback rookie quarterback who's going to need all the safety blankets he's getting rookie quarterback who's probably going to start from week one 
that running back, that running, that running game is going to be as important as ever. Samir Ahmad must have missed the beginning of the show because he, he's asking his Paul to must handcuff for Zeke in that offense, given COVID uncertainties. That's the thing about Zeke. There, there aren't going to be any COVID uncertainties. I don't, I don't think, you know, Zeke has the coronavirus. He's going to like, I don't think he's going to catch it again. Um, yeah. So Mixon. I mean, that, that's kind I mean, of my, that's, I mean, my, I guess my point being the Bengals haven't, well, and, and AJ, and AJ, I mean, that was a lost season with, what? with, with, with AJ Green. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I get it. But the, the Bengals are cheap. Joe Mixon's going to want to get paid like he's a top five back. I've heard his agent talk about this. His agent was and a guest on Mike Bill Belich- podcast. Hey, like, Bill Belichick thinks he's, the, thinks he's the best back in the I league. I don't get it. Bill, Bill Belichick, do you think, when, when's the last time you believe something that that dude said at a press conference? Most Jesus of the Christ. time. If he's, he, hey, hey, he, he lies by omission. Okay. Okay. He's still a liar. Okay. <laughs> two, I have I have two running backs left left on my savings list. The next is Derrick Henry. He's only missed two games in four years. He is the Titans' offense, and Darrington Evans is, for all intents and purposes, a complimentary back. Yeah, but if Darrington Evans were to get the run, he would he would he would go big there for a little for a while. It would remind you of Chase Edmonds last year, whenever David Johnson went down before the Cardinals got Kenyon Drake in there. Darrington Evans would have that kind of little run for sure. But hey, I, I I agree. Derrick Henry is safe. I mean, that's a Derrick Henry off. It's funny. People have said, yeah, I, I heard, I wish I would have remembered who it was on Twitter who said it, but they said, you know, it's funny that people say that what the Titans need to do is just continue doing what they're doing and just, you know, build around the run and pound people. And somebody, yeah, tweeted, I like, mean, they're like, that's they have a ridiculous. winning formula. That is, they just, but, but somebody said that that's, that's so stupid. That's, that, that literally isn't what they're doing. They're building around Derrick Henry. Yeah. It ain't about building around the run. It's about building around that dude. <laughs> like he's he's like a he's like a he's like a big like robot. Like he's like Boston Dynamics built him and put him out there on the field of everybody else. And they're just they're having to tackle this thing that's not even made of the same t- particles or has to abide by the same uh, you know the same laws of nature and physics that that they physically do. It's it, it's a it, it, it's a cheat code. It is a cheat code. One guy, I have one more guy, and maybe this is probably my most controversial pick of my safest running backs, and it's Todd Gurley. All right. Why is he the safest? Todd Gurley, he's only, okay, so he's, he's got these injury, and he actually hasn't missed that many games if, 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 you, if you look at him over the past few years. What I really like about Gurley is that he's only scored – Fewer than double-digit touchdowns once in five years, and that was in 2016. Every other year, he has 10 touchdowns, 19 touchdowns, 21 touchdowns, and even 14 touchdowns last season. So even if he's maybe not quite the runner that he, he has been in the past, he's going to be used on the goal line, and he's really successful as a goal line runner. I mean, and, and you've got Brian Hill and Ido Smith behind him. And neither of those guys have are the are the kind of goal line runner that Todd Gurley is. <laughs>